0: including the possible loss of principal you should carefully consider investment objectives risks charges and expenses of any investment before investing Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and
1: SIPC. And welcome to Invest Wisely with our expert Walt Sukira. He's the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron, who invests their clients' money in individually owned stock portfolios custom-made to their individual needs. If you have any questions about about investing in the market, about stocks and the like, give us a call this half hour at 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100. Listening on WNIR.com. Well, Halt, it seems that the bond bear and the uh, interest rate bear took a big chunk out of the uh, market last week, uh, kind of bringing it down to its lowest level in, in several months.
2: Yeah, Bob, we did see a big sell-off last week. Um, all the major indices registered pretty sizable declines for the week. Um, all 11 S&P 500 sectors finished in the red, uh, the consumer discretionary leading that down uh, 6.4% for the week. As you mentioned, we saw you know interest rates uh, jump back up for the week. Um, oil prices did come down. The, the big, uh, I think, uh, news of the week was the Federal Reserve meeting. Um, the F- Federal Open Market Committee met, obviously, to discuss the economy and the data points and the metrics that they're looking at and talk about interest rates and inflation. And, um really came out of that meeting still feeling pretty hawkish, um, the fact that the Fed realizes that Inflation is pretty sticky, and you know, uh, basically walked out of there. We we didn't change interest rates this time. Uh, the Federal Open Market Committee uh, kept the Fed funds rate at five point two five to five point five. But um, you know, really kind of just comments coming out of that, making people believe that you know this battle against inflation wages on, and it's something the Fed's going to have to continue to battle as we go into the end of the year and into two thousand twenty-four. Um, so, you know, you look at the week, Bob, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, was off about 654 points, lost 1.9%. Uh, that Dow Jones Industrial Average for the year sits at 2.5%. The S&P 500 Index, the broader index, was off 130 points, down 2.9% for the week. Uh, year-to-date, we're still up 12.5%. You know, pretty good returns overall for the year. Uh, The NASDAQ composite uh, had a pretty volatile week, off 496 points at the negative 3.6% decline. But year to date, we're still up 26.2% in the NASDAQ composite. And the Russell 2000, uh, the measure of those small mid-cap stocks, was up 3.8% for the week. And now that Russell 2000 sits uh, pretty flat, 0.9% gain. Um, but, you know, it came down a lot from where we were earlier in the year. So a lot of volatility, uh, a lot of challenges ahead. But, again, I, I think there's still opportunities out there as we head to 2024.
1: Now, the uh, Federal Reserve, when they had that meeting uh, last week, they talked about the fact that interest rates may go up another quarter percent before the end of this year. And for 2024, they said there may not be anything more than just maybe another quarter percent decline for the entire year. And again, this kind of spook the investors and disappointed a lot of people who were hoping that their interest rates would start tumbling uh, maybe back to those uh, pandemic levels uh, as soon as the inflation started to ease. But that's not apparently going to be the case.
2: No, I think they're going to hold rates uh, pretty pretty steady, and probably the right thing to do. You know, just to make sure that uh, we do get these uh, this inflation under control. You know, higher prices uh, hurts an economy, and a lot of you know a lot of uh, buyers out there realize prices are higher across the board, and we got a lot of pressures, Bob. You know, like we talked about uh, all along. You know, you look at rents, you look at uh, labor costs. um, You know, you look at oil going back up, just the price of energy. Uh, food prices are still, you know, pretty sticky. have come down a little bit from the highs. But, you know, overall, we're we're battling higher prices, and, and that, that puts a strain on pocketbooks. So, uh, you know, I think the Fed's going to be pretty dil- uh, diligent and, you know, take their time and not really be data dependent. You know, they're not going to drop rates until they're pretty sure that inflation is under control. And, you know, they, I don't know if we'll ever get to the 2% target uh, that they have, but at the same time, um, yeah, they're going to keep battling it here.
1: Now, other economic data gives us some conflicting signals for their claims about jobless benefits uh, and jobs. The jobless benefits claims went down 20,000 to 201,000, the lowest since January, signaling there could be some strength in the labor market. But then, on the other hand, existing home sales and housing starts fell, and the uh, Philly Fed Manufacturing Index uh, signaled a contraction. So, uh, again, there really are no clear signals out there as to where this economy is going to go. Uh, And
2: it's it's been rough. You know, when you look at the metrics, uh, you get, you know, get a report, uh, one part of the economy that shows strength, and then you get a report somewhere else that shows weakness. And, um, you know, again, it's been hard. Uh, So as they're interpreting that data, you know, you can find uh, data to support either side of the argument. You know, this economy is weakening or this economy continues to be strong. Um, You know, I think uh, the Fed has come out and talked about the Goldilocks scenario where, you know it's not too hot, not too cold, you know just maybe right um so again, that soft landing scenario is still believed to to be a possibility here as we move in two thousand twenty four but uh, Bob, we're just gonna have to keep watching the data and see where things end up and again put put your focus on individual investments um you know our group does that we're looking for uh, companies that continue to get strong regardless of the economic environment there's there's companies out there that are doing that, Bob, every single day whether uh, you know no matter what this economy does they they got a great value proposition great business model continue to make money and uh, that's how we like to invest you know spend a little bit more time on the bottom up looking for those great companies less time on the top down you know, worried about things that a lot of times we can't control
1: once again, we're talking to Walt Secura, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron, talking about stocks and stocks investing. Time to take a look at the trends and insights section of the show. This is where Walt uh, brings up a couple of things he's noticed over the past week that uh, may have an impact not only on our economy, but the economy of the entire world. In Libya, of course, uh, the dams that collapsed uh, in the coastal city of Derna have been sending a rather clear message that the Wadi Derna dams were built about 50 years ago During a peak dam construction period in the 1970s, uh, those dams, again, that's more than 50 years ago. They're reaching the end of their lifespans, and the International Rivers, writing in the New York Times, says that uh, many as 1,000 dams were built in this time period of the 1970s, and uh, ultimately they're going to all have to be replaced, or we'll see more tragedies like the one that happened in Libya.
2: Yeah, Bob, the average uh, dams out there is about 65 years old here in the United States. Um, 2,200 are at the risk of failure. And again, this goes back to the infrastructure uh, that's needed. You know, we have the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act uh, that, uh, to provide about $3 billion for dam repair. The problem is, is the estimates are we need about $76 billion, uh for the repairs out there. So things got to give. Bob. Uh, you know, we, we got a lot of infrastructure issues here in this country. And uh you know I think uh we we can only put them off for so long, and then these become super critical, especially when you have tragedies uh hopefully uh you know we'll we'll start making those improvements uh, sooner than later
1: and if you're looking for a job, I guess apparently the best place to go in the u s is Maryland. For the third month in a row, Maryland has the lowest unemployment rate at 1.7 percent, and that's even down from 1.8 percent in July, and less than half of the 3.4 percent rate from just a year ago in Maryland. So, uh, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics kind of points at Maryland as being the place to go to work.
2: Yeah, Bob, uh, I was not far behind. We're at 3.4 percent. We're below the national unemployment average now. That you know, the national rate is 3.8. Ohio is at 3.4, um, but it's interesting to look through the states and uh, see where you know the, their employment is really strong, and then a few places of weakness. California is at 4.6%, Nevada at 5.4, Texas at 4.1, uh, Illinois is at 4.1. So, states with a little higher unemployment rate, but uh, a lot of states out there are doing well. Florida's 2.7. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of states growing and, and job opportunities. And, for the younger listeners out there, as you think about where where work might lead you, uh, looking at these type of data it definitely helps.
1: Now, of course, we're in the first Sunday of fall, 2023, but as far as retailers are concerned, fall came a couple of weeks ago. They started putting out the Hollywood or the Halloween knickknacks and the pumpkin spiced everything, and this begins the what usually is the best quarter for retail from August to November. However, uh, shares of Target and uh, the parent of t j Maxx, t j x and home goods have average gains in this period, but we're wondering if the fall effect this year is going to show some weakness
2: uh, starting to show some weakness uh, at the front end uh you know t j x uh, with the home goods division actually had a really good kickoff for the for the fall period um Starbucks and target definitely uh, you know' seen some declines so it's very interesting to watch these trends bob i mean it's uh, you know, again, heading into the holiday season, you know, for retail, obviously, you said, the, the holiday season, especially as we get into the Christmas season, this is a really uh, loaded quarter for a lot of retailers. Uh, we started the show by talking about the sell-off and consumer discretionary. I think there's a lot of worries with higher rates and strain on people's pocketbooks. You know, we, we have the... Uh, uh, student debt uh, payments that have resumed where people need to make their student payments. And uh, again, there's a lot of thought that that will impact discretionary spending as well. So this will be an area really to pay attention to and to see if uh, these retailers can maintain growth uh, through what's going to be a probably pretty difficult quarter.
1: And again, if you're looking to uh, uh, find those uh, pumpkin spice yeah. <laughs> items out there, I actually saw an ad for Pumpkin Spice Vodka. And I'm going, you <laughs> A little extreme, but uh, hey, you know, it's Halloween, and I do love Halloween. It's a great holiday. <laughs> That's
2: for now, sure, yeah. Spice <laughs> vodka doesn't
3: sound too appetizing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, we also learned that housing uh, sales were down substantially across the nation in August, and according to research from Redfin, there are only four major U.S. metro areas where it's cheaper to buy a home than to rent a home.
2: Yeah, and and actually, Cleveland's one of those areas. We got Detroit, Philadelphia, Cleveland, and Houston, where uh, actually that, uh, that that you know reality of buying a home is a better deal than than uh, renting. Uh, but you look at a lot of areas of the country, Bob, and I mean, especially in California, um, out west. I mean, even in certain areas out, down south, uh, where the cost of home ownership has become very, very, very high, and you're paying a very big premium with higher mortgage rates and uh, you know the really spike in home uh, values that we've seen in the past couple years here. Uh, so, you know, again, uh, if you're buying that home for the long run and it's something you want to live in, it uh, makes sense. But if you're buying it for investment opportunities, that's, that may not be the place to look right now. There's a lot of people overpaying for homes.
1: Well, let's get down to the uh, so-called nitty-gritty and get down to Stock Talk with Walt Secura of the AKW Group. This is where Walt invites you to give him a call and ask him questions about specific stock issues that you are interested in. 330-673-1234 is the number to call. Lines are available. And if you're listening on w one com, you can try our toll-free number, if you need it, at eight hundred six six nine four one hundred. 800-669-4100. 800 So looking at some of the, uh, again, results from the businesses that they've announced, uh, Cisco says they're going to uh, uh, buy Splunk for some $28 billion. Uh, Splunk is a data analytics and cybersecurity firm. That's going to create about $157 a share in cash, a 31% premium from the uh, share price for Splunk on September 20th. Is that going to be worth it for Cisco?
2: Well, you know, Cisco made the offer, and obviously, they see some value uh, in, in purchasing Splunk and in bringing it into the overall offerings of the company. Um, but again, you know, these companies pay pretty big premiums, uh, as you said. You know, the Splunk stock price jumped really up on the on the offer, and you know, typically, the buying firm needs to offer a premium uh, to get the deal done. And so, we'll, we'll wait and see and see if the deal gets approved and if it runs into any regulatory issues. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think Bob, these these acquisitions, we're going to see them. Um, you know, tech firms definitely looking for ways to grow, and uh, Splunk offers, as you said, the data analytics and cybersecurity two areas that are uh, definitely growth opportunities. So for Cisco, you know, they're looking for a way to get, get that growth uh, ramp back up and get that share price moving forward. So we'll we'll wait and see, but uh, overall, on the on the front I end, mean, it looks like a pretty good deal for uh, for, for Splunk uh, shareholders, uh, for sure. Uh, Cisco will have to wait and see.
1: Did you guys own any Splunk in your portfolios?
2: We did not. You know, but we looked at it a lot over the last couple of years. As I know we talked about it here on the show at different times, but no, we, we have not been an owner of Splunk or Cisco at this point. But, uh, you know, big transaction, big, big purchase. And again, for us, it just shows the trends that, that technology companies are going to continue to try to grow whether that be at their own, their own uh, you know, value proposition or, or through acquisitions.
1: And the first really major labor strike in some years continues to expand with the UAW striking against the, the big so-called big three automakers here in the U.S. Despite the fact that there was some real progress, they said, with Ford in the talks, the union has expanded its strike action versus General Motors and Stellantis, now closing more plants even here in Ohio.
2: Yeah, this is a big impact on the economy, Bob. You know, you look at the amount of people employed in automobile industry just, you know, through these uh, manufacturers, I think estimates of about 200,000 people uh, directly. And then you you talk about all the indirect uh, people that get hit, uh, you know, when this industry goes into a strike like this. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, the demands of the union, you know, are pretty high. They're looking for a 40 percent pay increase over four. and. A half years and um, uh, pr- pretty pretty big, sizable increases immediately. Um, again, uh, a long strike will not benefit anyone and definitely put a crimp in this economy. So hopefully they can get this resolved and uh, get people back to work sooner than later.
1: Now, initial public offerings, which have been quiet uh, over the last couple of years, are starting to come back. Over the past two weeks, there have been three closely watched IPOs, but the results have been rather mixed. This past week, Instacart the grocery delivery firm, known as uh, officially known as Maple Bear and Clavio, a marketing software company, started trading. And, of course, on the heels of the Arm Holdings, uh, ARM, the United Kingdom-based Semiconductor Design House, they kicked off also their uh, IPO parade earlier this month. What, what does it mean to you that IPOs aren't as exciting now as they used to be?
2: well i think the reality of the ipos you know you have to value the company and i and i think a lot of times ipos people rush to the offering and and then years prior you know decades prior being in an ipo was a a wonderful experience for a lot of investors and you saw a lot of you know price movement and uh, gains to be made quickly but these deals you know they come out and there's some excitement around the offering and then the reality sits in and You know, all three of these, we've seen them come out and then trade off uh, pretty significantly. So uh, we always caution people, you know, you got to you got to value the company. Um, You can't get caught up in the hype. And again, some of these companies might be good long term companies. Like we said, you know, the arm holding will definitely pay attention to. But uh, we want to get a couple quarters behind us before we're a purchaser and make sure the realities of uh, the company are there as they continue to report their financial results.
1: Let's take some calls now for Walt secure of the AKW Group here on Invest Wisely. Good morning. You're on WNIR.
3: Konnichiwa. Hi, I'm
2: Hey, Konnichiwa. Ken, how are you this week?
3: Good, good, good. Full speed ahead here. You answered my question. My notes said ask about Cisco, symbol CSCO. I, I've had that for quite a while. And never. It's just kind of like a snail, a slow mover, but it does pay a dividend, and I... I think that cybersecurity uh, aspect with Splunk might have some uh, long-term uh, long-term potential. Anyway, what do you think about uh, energy transfer partners? Symbol ET.
2: Yeah, energy transfer. We definitely have it on our screen. Uh, these are a lot of these energy stocks we're diving into. Uh, Ken, we're, we're looking at the next year and. You know, we believe energy is going to be a pretty good place to be, um, as as it has been uh, for a while now, uh, as we've seen, you know, oil bounce up over $90 a barrel. Uh, so, you know, you look at energy, energy transfer trades at a reasonable market premium. I think uh, analyst expectations, uh, looking out to 24, about a 12% earnings gain is what analysts are expecting. you got a 9% dividend yield here. Um, so you know, as long as they can continue to you know produce the financial results and pay the dividends, uh, this this should be a pretty good holding as we look out over the next year or two.
3: Uh, we mentioned uh, Raytheon RTX symbol. Boy, has that been a dog! Yeah, uh, I was really high on that, and uh, all of a sudden they found problems with their uh, jet engines they uh, they build or they build parts for. if you been following RTX? What a what a dog that's been the last couple months.
2: Yeah, we have. They have the uh, one division there that, that makes the, the, the engines for airplanes, and there was a, some cracks uh, that showed, the micro cracks that they had to go back and address in a lot of these airplanes that are out there. And the cost of that is, you know, pretty pretty expensive. So it's definitely pushed the stock lower. But uh, you know, you you look at the company and you look at their uh, place in aerospace and defense and. This might be a really great entry point. I know you said you owned it, Ken, but, I mean, people that don't own it, uh, we've been looking at it. We, we like it beat up here, and, you know, we're definitely thinking about adding it to our core equity portfolio. So it's one we, we're definitely, you know, paying a lot of attention to
3: here. Yeah, it looks like a good buy. Well, you guys have a good week. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Right, Thank it. you for calling, 330-673-1234. You can talk to Walt Sekira of the AKW Group about your particular stock interest. Of course, Apple is a long-term holding in your own core equity portfolio at AKW Group. Now, the iPhone 15 went on sale last week, and uh, so far, a uh, kind of mixed opinions on whether or not uh, how well those early sales of the iPhone 15 went. Uh, what did you see from those reports?
2: Yeah, well, we we look over these analyst reports. We saw Morgan Stanley and Wedbush, um, you know, two research firms out there that they they said really that Apple sales initially are solid and strong, and uh, those are good words to hear. Um, Again, we talk about the importance of the iPhone to Apple's continued success, so it's good to hear, and, uh, you know, there are some lines out there around the stores, you know, those early adopters, so... Uh, it's it, you know it's a cycle we're going to have to pay attention to, and I, I think the big thing for Apple is going to be the developments probably in China, uh, with some of the restrictions there, and also their growth in India, which could offset any restrictions from China. So, you know, we continue to look at the global aspect of Apple, but it's good to see the uh, the new product cycle come out, and you know people are still excited about uh, getting a new iPhone. That's a good thing.
1: Now, FedEx reported very strong earnings. Now, FedEx, of course, the the delivery company, is that a stock worth considering at this time?
2: It really is, Bob. I think FedEx and UPS, um, you know, these companies still are vital uh, to the long-term, you know, success to a lot of companies now that have moved a lot of their offerings online and need the delivery services. So, you know, FedEx has that... uh, built-in logistics system that can deliver to you know just about any household out there any business out there um, so you know we are looking at them they had a nice quarter as you said they, they their sales were still down for the quarter but uh, profits were up 32% uh, you look at analyst expectations over the next couple of years you know analysts have 20% plus for the next 2 years looking out on FedEx so good growth expectations and uh, this is a company that's gone through a little bit of a challenge after the COVID, but you know I think we're we're looking at the next couple of years. I think there's a really strong cycle setting up here for for FedEx and UPS, uh, so two that are we're really high on and taking a hard look to see if we can put them into the core equity portfolio.
1: And of course, with the world of housing getting a kind of. Stressed, if you will, now in America, home builder KB Homes has reported weaker sales and earnings, blaming rising mortgage rates as uh, affecting demand and affordability of homes. And again, with the Fed saying they're not going to do much to lower them in the near future, I guess that's going to be the, I guess, way it's going to go for home builders.
2: Well, it is. It's going to be a challenge for them. Uh, again, you know, it's also keeping people in their homes, which we talked about, which is good for home builders, but. Uh, the average selling price they they had to make concessions you know they lost about eight percent on their average selling price four hundred and sixty six thousand on the kB homes uh, was their average price out there and again they they got to find ways to incentivize and get buyers to to step in a lot of times they do that through their financing arms uh, you know a lot of these companies have their own financing arms which are able to get the deals done and uh, you know, get some deals done for home buyers out there. But uh, the challenges are there. You know, good. it's good for the long run. Again, there's a lot of shortage of homes out there for people that want to buy them. But uh, in the short run, these higher mortgage rates are definitely impacting uh, anybody that's trying to sell a home out there.
1: Now, in other market areas, AutoZone reported a 15% gain in their August ending quarter four, with revenue up 6.4% and same-store sales up 4.5%.
2: Yeah, AutoZone is one we like. We like a lot of these auto parts stores. Um, You know, I think there's, uh, you know, the the challenge of higher car prices make people stay in their cars longer and trucks longer. And you know, again, you need you need parts to keep things running. And uh, these companies have had some nice results. Uh, You look at AutoZone over the past four quarters with solid, uh, good expectations. As we're looking out, analysts have ten percent plus over the next two years uh you know trade a reasonable multiple so again for us uh, autozone is a, a company that definitely has some opportunity ahead of it and uh, continues to be on our radar
1: and darden restaurants also posted a 14 percent gain but in spite of that including a significant gain for his olive garden branch their shares fell in price hitting six month lows
3: yeah
2: people just aren't believers in the restaurant industry out there the challenges uh, i think labor is, is the challenge um, you just wonder how sustainable uh, these gains are. Again, a lot of these restaurants are getting easy comparisons because of the year prior. You know, when a lot of people weren't uh, just kind of resuming going out to eat. So, uh, you would expect some good results here, but you know, a lot of challenges, a lot of competition, and in, in, in restaurants. And again, if people's budgets get a little bit stretched, uh, this is a quick thing that people can move away from. Um, you know, going out to eat is something we do; it's discretionary and. If if, uh, the pocketbook says no, then you stay home and you you eat the mac and cheese or something at the house. So it'll be interesting to see how Darden does over the next couple quarters.
1: And shares of Novo Nordisk fell after an FDA inspection report showed the Danish drug giant discovered several types of bacteria at a rebelsis manufacturing plant. That's a diabetes pill that uses the same ingredients as the diabetes fighter Ozempic and the weight loss drug Wegovi.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. They said they fixed the issue. Uh, the plan's continuing to produce medicine, uh, but definitely caught you know, got, got in the news this week. I mean, whenever you hear things like that, you just wonder. Uh, you hope that they can uh, obviously get it under control quickly, and Novo says they have. So uh, we'll believe them and we'll continue to watch the data.
1: Now, interesting article appeared in Barron's. Over the week weekend, about the popularity of these obesity drugs, they're going to make, of course, billions probably for the drug makers. But there could be some real risks for the healthcare system because of them. What, what do they talk about?
2: Yeah, it's a fascinating article, Bob. I mean, anybody that's interested in the challenges of healthcare should read this article. Um, it's talk about you know the pressures of covering these drugs. You know, um, it's a very popular drug, and the advertising campaign is heavy. Uh, depending on the type of medical coverage that you have, if it's private insurance, if you're working, um, you know, there's challenges to companies uh, to to cover these kinds of medications. Uh, the private insurers, and the Medicaid system, or the Medicare system—obviously, there's challenges out there. Um, you know, Medicare would not cover this, um, you know, based on the ban from um, Medicare D back in the early 2000s that says obesity is a lifestyle choice, but. Medicaid does cover these medications, and you know, look at Wegovy, uh, $16,000 a year. I mean, you just start, you know, thinking about the impact of people using these drugs, um, you know, for weight loss. And there's a lot of benefits that these, you know, they're they're putting out with these drugs. So it's hard as an insurer um, to say, hey, this this drug's safe, it's effective, it works, uh, but we don't want you to have it because it costs too much. Uh, That's not a real great argument for people, and there's going to be a lot of pushback and a lot of challenges um, as we go forward with with these medications and how they impact the healthcare system. So it'll be very, very interesting to watch all this and see how it all plays out.
1: And again, if people like this kind of conversation would like to converse with you about it privately, uh, can they call you up and do so?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we say, hey, give us a call. We have great research and willing to talk uh, to, to anyone out there that wants to build a relationship. And you know, obviously, we'd like to you know find a few new clients each year, and a good way to do it is by uh, starting a conversation and you know seeing what we have to offer. And again, the, the stock management is a part of, of what we do.
1: Hey, we can call them at two three four four six six seven four seven six. The AKW Group won't secure it in his team here in Akron. And remember, coming up not too late to uh, apply for one of the free seats at the September 27th Investment Strategy Update at the Sheraton Suites in Congo Falls, the AKW Group is putting on.
2: Yeah, we're excited about that, Bob. It's this Wednesday. Uh, It's not too late, as you said. Anybody out there that wants to join us, give us a call at the office. We'll we'll get you a seat and We'll see you on a Wednesday afternoon for what we think is going to be a pretty fun, fun, uh, fun afternoon. A lot of information, good questions, and uh, it's always great to learn. And again, I learn a lot from being around others. I think we're going to get some great people coming that should bring some great questions. So. Yeah, come join us if you if you have some time on Wednesday afternoon.
1: Once again, call for reservations, 234-466-7476. And we heard them on WNIR, Kent Akron. So, Walt, uh, fingers are crossed for a better week in the week to come. Uh, what are we looking for?
2: Well, Hopefully uh, the market settles down and we find some uh, yeah, footing going forward, Bob. So we'll work hard. We'll be back with you next Sunday.
1: Again, Walt Sakira, the AKW Group here in Akron. Thanks for being with us. I'm Mr. Sunday, Bob Lewis. It's 9 o'clock.
4: During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. AutoZone Inc., symbol AZO. Cisco Systems Inc., symbol CSCO. Darden Restaurants Inc., symbol DRI. Energy Transfer LP, symbol ET. FedEx Corporation, symbol FDX. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. General Motors, symbol GM. KB Home, symbol KBH. Eli Lillian Company, symbol LLY. Novo Nordisk, symbol NVO. RTX, symbol RTX. Splunk Inc., symbol SBLK. Starbucks Corporation, symbol SBUX. Stellantis NV, symbol STLA. Target Corporation, symbol TGT. TGX Companies, symbol TJX. And United Parcel Service, symbol UPS. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.